Quotidian listeners, welcome to this week in interview with your host Anthony Drago. Um, this week, I guess we're back into politics. We have another political show in a little while, so tonight we, we're into politics one more time. And you know, I really enjoy our political slash social um, shows. But welcome back to another episode of this week in interview with SPM, Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. in New York. And um, in Dominica, in St. Lucia, in St. Vincent, in Grenada, in the Eastern Caribbean in general, it's 8 p.m. And this is another installment of this week in interview. I want to say welcome to my regular listeners. Welcome back. Every Wednesday, you make the time to be part of the audience, and I appreciate that. I never, ever take your time for granted. So I appreciate you making me part of your, of your, of your weekly schedule. And if tonight is your first time listening to me, I hope that at the end of the show, you will agree that this weekend interview is a very valuable addition to your week. And, uh, and, and the stuff that you can learn is, is, is thought-provoking information that you can glean. And therefore, you will make us part of your weekly schedule and you too will become a regular listener. This weekend interview is a production of TDN Radio. Net. We've had a lot of shows. We've been at this for a couple of years now. And if you go to tdnradio.net, you can find the podcast of the various shows. I like to say that uh, when, when I listen to the podcast, I hear things on the show that I had not heard before. Every time I listen to it, I get a different um, piece, a different benefit from it because there is so much information in those interviews that it's almost impossible to to retain all of it in just one listening. So the the podcast is available on tdnradio.net. Just go on there, you'll see podcasts, and they're all there by their title and date, and you can see what they are. You can you can download them or you can listen to it live, um, but not live, but stream it from the website. They, we have some really good and beneficial health um, programs that we've done that are just timeless, you know, um, childhood obesity, we've done um, kidney disease, um, we've done, in, uh, we had an endocrinologist that came in and do did stuff with, um, with your bowels and, and colonoscopy and the importance of checking your prostate and all of that. And all of that is on there. This treasure trove of information is on there on this weekend interview podcast. We've also had some technical information, like last week we had information um, from, we had a you know, terrific interview with um, brother Ed Umoja, and he was talking about the, the potential for the film industry in the Caribbean. So there's all sorts of various and varied topics on there. So you can go on this week in interview on tdnradio.net and look at um, the podcast uh, of the show and, and download them, listen to them, put it on your, whatever you listen to, your your um, audio stuff on your, your phone or your MP3 player, whatever, and listen to it in your car while you drive. Valuable information in there. But tonight is no exception. Tonight, we're going to have a really exciting discussion. I have two young ladies, two women who are going, who are going to join me, and we're going to be talking politics. We're going to talk Dominica politics specifically. Um, in, in Dominica right now, the government is in parliament trying to pass amendments to, to the electoral um, act, the act that governs how people in Dominica vote. And there are some areas of those proposed amendments that they 
that the people find find um troubling. Let's go to the to to play the Caricom anthem that's done by Michael Henderson. And when we come back, I think I promise you I have two women on there and we're going to be talking politics. Dominica politics, which is really a reflection of what's happening in the Caribbean anyway. So let's listen to Michael Henderson as she does the Caricom anthem and we'll be right back. Our forefathers came Some seeking adventure Some bound in chains Through battles waged and fought Through victory and pain By test of their courage Our freedom was gained The heroes of lands in the sun We vow to join hands and to focus On building one Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean pride Sing it loud and strong Feel the hearts beat as choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O dot com. A G and D Enterprises dot com. back um <laughs> went through the break uh while we're on break we raise our guests on on the telephone and i have two ladies with me on the line they normally very happy and pleasant ladies but i must say that they're not in the best of moods these days because they they, they they've expressed 
quite a bit of distress at what's going on in Dominica. And so I invited them to come on on this week in interviews so they can they can talk to the listeners and um, and share some of their concerns, bring their perspective, and, and and we can you know flesh out what's going on and see and understand the point of view from from that aspect of what is happening. So let me let me just give a brief background. Um, this. From yesterday, the, the government of Dominica, um, Labour Party government of Dominica, um, convened Parliament with the intention. One of the things that they, they're going to do is to pass uh, an amendment to the to the Electoral Commission Act. is the is the act that governs how people in Dominica vote. And there are a number of amendments that they are proposing, but there was one in particular that they the some of the public, most of the people of Dominica are, are up in arms against. And therefore, there was protest in Dominica yesterday, there was protest today. And the, the bill hasn't passed. The House was adjourned to reconvene on Friday. So before I go too much into it, let's let's bring our guests in. Let's welcome them. I have on the line Ms. Adelaide Paul from the, the group that she is in. Is um, We are we are Dominica. She's the president of We Are Dominica, and I have the chief executive officer of another group, Dominicans for the Defense of Democracy, Miss Maslin Edwards, on the show. So, ladies, welcome to this weekend interview. Welcome back, I should say, to this weekend interview. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess you guys are, are trying to be polite. You want to speak all at one time, so let's go one at a time. Uh, Marcel, I'm going to jump to you first. Um, you are the chief executive officer of um, Dominicans for the Defense of Democracy. So before we get too far into the weeds and we get in, caught up in the discussion, I'm going to give each of you the opportunity to introduce yourself to the audience or reintroduce yourself to the audience. And also a very, very brief synopsis of what the organization is about, what the aims are, what, what you're involved with, uh, how persons can can get in touch with you and follow what you do and participate and be active. Marceline, you go first. So thank you, uh, Mr. Anthony Trico. Thank you for having me, um, you know, on the radio. On the you have reached the maximum time permitted to record. To send your message, mm. press 1 at any time. Mm. To listen to your message, um, press I, two. I think to re-record, press three. For more line. options, press four. Ladies, to let me, cancel, let me press star. Let me take care of this now. Come back, okay? Okay. Okay. Quest for 
call on the line and then it went to somebody's voicemail but as i said we have two ladies with us tonight and when we got interrupted uh, miss maslin edwards from the dominicans for the defense of democracy was was introducing herself so maslin let me jump right back to you and tell you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience and your organization yes uh, thank you mr drago for having me I am um, very grateful I am to be on with you. I um, want to say um, good evening, you know, to um, our listening audience, um, to the, the patriots of um, Dominicans for Defense of Democracy. I know most of them are glued on and they are listening. And um, I want to say good evening to to the rest of the listening audience all over the Caribbean and whoever is hearing us. I wanted to bring, I bring greetings from New Jersey. Yes, the Dominican for Defense of Democracy group um, was uh, born out of the necessity um, to, um, to, um, to promote or to, or to assist in developing the, uh, or transparency in Dominica. Our transparency, it seems, has vanished. The transparency in government, seems, it seems, you know, it has vanished because everything is being done right to right in Dominica. Um, our democracy is at stake as well. And what we want to do, we are here fighting for democracy. We want to restore um, our country, a country where it is transparent, and we have our democracy because Dominica is a democratic country, and we want to live like we are democratic. We want to live like we are we are entitled to live free with our uh, civil liberties, our freedom, our, our you know justice. You know those are part of 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 um, democracy, and um, we saw this as a as a as a need to need to um. To, to establish this group, this 3D group. When um, the CBS um, 2 um, um, program was aired, into the 60 Minutes program was aired, and we heard what was coming, you know, about our country on the CBI program, we just felt, well, something needs to be done. And what broke, the straw that broke the camel's back was when Ali Reza Munfarid was arrested in the Dominican Republic. And we, we formed this group in order to fight for democracy. And so we are here, we are here with the Dominicans for Defense of Democracy group. Okay, so like I said, welcome. Um, Adelaide, let's jump, let's jump to you. And um, you, you, you are the president of We Are Dominica. 
Uh, tell us about the organization. Tell us about yourself and and what and what what um, activities that you guys are involved with. Okay, just want to say a special good night to you know Dominicans, our Dominicans at home in Dominica, Dominicans in the diaspora. I would like to say a special good evening also to everyone listening, all the Caribbean people, or everybody from the United States and um, wherever the uh, riches of TDN may be. Um, a special good evening to each of you. Um, yeah, I'm Adelaide Paul, originally from the uh, country Dominica, uh, my beautiful land of my birth will always be, and I'm originally from the town of Portsmouth. Um, I've been in the United States for several years now, you know, got uh, my education over here, you know, higher level education. And um, like everything else, before I left Dominica, I was a, a teacher. So I was very involved in uh, many uh, activities in Dominica where young people were concerned. And um, as time uh, progressed and you look at the country, we've seen a, a deterioration of, uh, you know, the, the, the pretty much the moral fabric and social structure of our country. We at Dominica, we have been around for, uh, we're going on our third anniversary. Um, we came together as a group of concerned citizens of uh, Dominica, and uh, we had our, our objectives were to empower and also to bring back, uh, to, 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 you know, to be a part of bringing back good governance to Dominica. Um, we've been involved in several activities thus far. We've undertaken some projects um, after Hurricane, um, I'm sorry, Tropical Storm America. We'd um, mobilized a, a container with, um, you know, Dr. Dale Dangle, Ben, Sherry Packett, a bunch of us, and we shipped over a million dollars worth of uh, medical supplies to Dominica. We've also shipped um, computers, and um, we've, we've been involved in other community projects back in Dominica. Um, recently, we've... Uh, pretty much um, partnered with Dominicans in the Friends of Democracy to assist in um, Dominicans who are calling for uh, good governance in Dominica. We have uh, assisted in helping them um, mobilize, and that is something that we very we believe in strongly because we want to restore good governance in Dominica. All right, so I, I, I hear you. Um... Maslin says her organization is for the defense of democracy. Your organization, We Are Dominica, is concerned with um, the problem of good governance in, in, in Dominica. So I guess you guys are the perfect people to be talking about the topic that we want to discuss tonight, which deals with the, the government of Dominica trying to make amendments to the to the laws that govern the election process in Dominica, I know I know the opposition has been calling for electoral reform for for the longest while. So is that the and Adel, I'm going to ask you to go first. Is it, what the government is doing? Is that the electoral reform that the opposition and the people of Dominica has been asking for, or is that something different? Ah. Uh. Well, I mean, if we've been following uh, the elections, the past elections, the 2009-2014 elections, we've seen a, a transformation of our elections. And um, recommendations were made, recommendations were made, um, you know, to change certain things in our electoral process. 
And um, so far, the last election, the 2014 elections, they were not implemented. And right now, it seems like uh, these, uh, these, well, some of these um, recommendations need to be, uh, or what, the government want to implement these types of recommendations. The only problem is that if we listen to what has been happening, um, they, they're, they're changing it in a manner where it's going to benefit them um, for many reasons, for many reasons. Um, I think the, what, it, what, what everybody is most concerned about is a part of the, 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 the law that they want to, which is going on right now, which they want to take to Parliament to make law that states that, um, you know, these, these, um, that states that treating, which is essentially bribery, bribing voters to vote for you, they're trying to make it such that it, it won't be illegal because based on our constitution, that part of it is illegal. So what they're saying is, you know, um, if we, uh, you know, hand our the voters cash and materials and we do shock and awe concerts and entice the voters to vote for us, then it's going to be okay. And that is a section of the of the of that electoral reform that you know that that many people have concerns over because of course we know that in the past many people were were recruited from diaspora to come over to Dominica to vote and um, people who had not visited Dominica in many many years 10 15 20 30 years and they were brought down they were given airline tickets they were given cash and there is a case right now against that so i you know they they probably feel that hey if we if we make this thing legal then when the case calls then obviously everything will be okay and that cannot stand because how are we going to maintain a democracy when the people who live in the country, the people who work hard every day, the people who pay taxes can't even make that choice to choose who they want? Every election will be bought with millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And that is the part of that uh, legislation that it, it, it cannot, it, it, it's wrong. It is, it is, it is just wrong. And, um, Dominicans have to stand up and, and fight against that because of our democracy. That is definitely putting our democracy at stake. All right. Um, Maslin, I'm jumping to you directly. Um, I take it you agree that that is not the type of electoral reform that we would like to see in, in Dominica, right? No, that's that's not what um, the opposition um, had been asking for, and that's not what the people of Dominica um, wants. That's not what the people of Dominica want because um, they ask uh, for the um, for the election um, for the list um, to be um, the voters list um, to be sanitized, and for some reason out there they just won't sanitize the list, and um, they have this um, 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 well it's a it's a systematic way to the um, defraud Dominica's election where they bring in they import the votes um, to, uh, to to win the election. If you, my my take on that is, if you don't live in the country, you should not be allowed to vote in the country because it is very unfair to live in a country for 20, 30 years to have citizenship in the country, in the adopted country, where you get one opportunity to vote because most of them are citizens in the diaspora wherever they live. And, you know, let's take for example America. Most of them have most of them uh, have American citizenship. They are given one opportunity to vote in America through the um, um, through the voting process in America to elect the um, democratic government of their choice. And you know, the, uh, Dominicans have, who live at home 
who go through the day-to-day grind, they, they pay their taxes. Uh, I'm not saying because we are expatriates or we migrated to the diaspora, we are, we are, we are not patriotic. But they remain at home to help uh, to develop the country. They are the ones paying the taxes. They are the ones going to the day-to-day grind. My take is that let them elect. The, the governments, the ones to govern them, but um, the, the diasporans, they are, they, 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 they are voting in their adopted country, and they are going home to to cast another vote to nullify the one vote that our Dominicans, these and the Dominican people have, you know, to nullify the, their democracy, nullify their choice in choosing the governments they want. To, um, to govern them. You cannot go home after 10, 15, 20, 30 years, elect a government on the backs of the people and, and take a plane and come back to, um, to, um, to, your, to, to your adopted country and you don't care about what happened to the people that you have imposed the government on. That is, that is just downright evil. And I can't even comprehend how they do those things. Now, this has been going on for the past, for the last two election cycles. And there is evidence to prove that this has been going on. There, 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 there are a list of, um, of, of a list of names of of their sporans, the address, their um, their the city where they live, you know, um, the country where they live, you know, and the area where they are from. There's also information about how much uh, the, the plane, uh, how much um, the, the charter was paid. Um, paid. And who organized those um, those um, trips to go to Dominica to sabotage Dominica's election? So the evidence is there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to go home to vote, you why don't you pay your own way to go home to vote? Why does a, a, a party pay have to pay your tickets for you to go home to vote? And if you can't pay your ticket to go to Dominica to vote, you should just not go there to vote at all because you don't live there. Let the people who live there decide who they want to govern them. It is just unfair. And then we have this bill that has been introduced to the House to legitimize something that is wrong. You cannot, you, you, you have to, you have to, you cannot adopt the law to suit your wrong practices. You are the one who have to adopt to the law. And to, to, because the law is what is yet to govern you, to ensure that everyone abides by the Constitution. Now, when you, 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 you use the, the law, the Constitution, as a goalpost, every time you get in closer, you, you, you change the goalpost. It doesn't work like that. And this is just promoting lawlessness in the country. No, um, uh, may, may, I just, may I just interject real quick? Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wanted to kind of also make a note that, you know, based on that particular piece of legislation that they want to make legal or turn into law um, in Dominica, I, I have a question. If, you, if, you're, um, if your, your goal is to bring in diasporans to vote, then why not set up a fund in the government and just, you know, where all diasporans, doesn't matter which party you're voting for, can come down, um, access that particular fund and on their, in their, on their, in their own free will come down and vote. If such is the case, you know, if such is the case. But we know that it's never going to happen. That is just, let you me, know, wishful thinking. I did, let me, let me read the amendment in question, the proposed amendment that, that we're talking about. Okay. I'm just so all listeners know what we're talking about. So what, what we're saying is that for the last few elections, 
um, persons have been providing airline tickets and and ferry tickets from the from the from from people who live outside of Dominica to go to Dominica for two days or three days, vote and come back out. And those persons are not clearly not residents of Dominica. And um, on the existing law, the existing law clearly for prohibits the giving of a gift to induce somebody to vote. It doesn't even say induce somebody to vote for you. It just says if you give somebody that something as a gift, a promise of a gift, anything of value, it, it, it is an offense if it's given to give that person, to induce that person to vote. Now, the, the wording for the amendment says, it's, it's, it's titled 57B. For the avoidance of doubt, the transportation of electors or the facilitation of the transportation of electors to or within Dominica for the purpose of an election does not constitute an offense unless the transportation is provided or facilitated with the intention to corrupt induce an elector to vote for a particular candidate for whom or party for which the elector would not otherwise vote. So basically it's just what you guys are saying is that if that is inserted into the into the legislature, it's basically saying that it's okay for me in Brooklyn to receive a ticket from Lennox Linton that is valued at a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, considerable value, to take me to Dominica to vote. As long as mm-hmm. Lennox is not telling me, boy, don't vote for the Labour Party. Make sure you vote for me when I give you the ticket. Yeah. But, okay. but but that is very 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 problematic. So before I jump in and give my opinion, I hope listeners understand what what I just read. It, it, the the law says. It's illegal to give somebody a gift or promise them a gift or facilitate to promise them whatever it is. It was it go into so much detail at nauseum to make sure that there is no doubt that anything associated with giving somebody something with the intention of inducing them to vote is 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 is, is against the law. And here is an amendment that's trying to make an exception to that. Trying to make an exception to that, and I, and I guess that is where the problem is. So go ahead, Regis. Um, I uh, who wants to go first? Okay. What um what I miss about that is this exact thing that they're trying to legitimize. It has been going on for the past for the past two election cycles, and it's not just in the diaspora only. The bribing and the treating is going on right in Dominica, where persons are given all sorts of things to vote. Um, they're given money. They're given, they given galvanized. They're given so many things. Right now, people, people are not even aware that, that you know, this, 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 um, that, that type of behavior has just trashed something so sacred as a, a vote, as your vote, when you cast your ballot, 
This is something that is sacred. This is something that is serious. And, you know, you can't just trash it like that because that is what determines the welfare of the children. That is what determines the food on your table. That is what determines whether the country sinks or whether the country floats. Okay. So when you trash it in that sort of way, then it's, um, it's, 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 it's best people don't vote. It, it does not make any sense to me. And um, with, the, with, the, with, with the diasporans, uh, you know, getting involved in that type of bribery, I think these people who live in, the, in, in wherever the country, the adoptive country, I think they need a conscience. Because you cannot take something that is wrong and legitimize it because you want to stay in office. And okay. from the pattern of, you know, the One pattern I'm looking you. at. Yeah, yeah, can I just hear? Yeah. The, the, the pattern I'm looking at is not just about the vote. What I see happening is that um, 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 is, 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 is a, is a democracy that is being solidified, a, a, a dictatorship that is being solidified in our democracy. When you do that, it actually takes away the people's democratic rights from them. It's like, re it's like reintroducing slavery into Dominica, and, and we cannot allow that to happen. The people need to revolt against that law and ensure that they do not pass that law in our parliament. They do not, that law do okay. not so, become okay. legislative. Okay. Can I? Let, 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 let jump in here. Yes, and just to, to add to what Martin is saying, you know, going back to that uh, piece, that piece of uh, that amendment that they want to put into the law. Um, again, it says just specifically for the avoidance of doubt, the transportation of electors, or the facilitation of the transportation of electors to to or within Dominica for the purposes of an election does not constitute an offence. You know what that means, also, right? that there are so many Dominicans, so many new Dominicans out there. So many new Dominicans that we've had in the past, I would say within the past five years, that you, a wealthy person can essentially just charter a flight, put about a thousand new citizens from any part of the world, as long as they're Dominicans, and bring them into Dominica. Because that part of the law specifically says that for the avoidance of doubt, the transportation of electors, the transportation of electors, or the facilitation of the transportation of electors. Facilitation, you're a millionaire, you have $50 million, you have $100 million, you can charter a plane, you can put 50, 100, 1,000 people on that plane, don't care which part of the world they're from, as long as they have Dominican passports, and bring them to vote for you. And, and this little part that talks about, you know, uh, provided or facilitated, uh, facilitated with the intention to corruptly, you have to prove that. How do you prove intent? I mean, this is this this little part. Actually, when, when when they talk about intent, you know what it sounds like. You know when um, when the police um, in the United States uh, do stuff to to black people, the mm -hmm. courts let them off. Acquittal acquits them because you have to prove not only you have to prove that what the officer did looks like it discriminatory on its face, mm -hmm. you have to prove that he intended to this to discriminate <laughs> against the person. How who exactly. is in who is in that person's mind 
to, to, to give a printout of some kind of graph of what's awkward on the person's mind. You say, you see that line right there? That line right there means that that's what he intended to do. Yes. You, you know, and, 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 and that is a bar that, that they try. But, but you know, I want, to, I want to take the conversation a little slightly off that, not so much off, but as a Dominican who hasn't lived in Dominica for the last 15 years, maybe like 14 years, right? I do not think I have a right to vote in Dominica. I, I, I don't think that a Dominican citizenship by itself is sufficient to give somebody the right to vote in Dominica. And I know I've debated that with people, and people say, well, once you're a citizen, you should have the right to vote. I think that, the, that to qualify to vote, you should be a citizen and a resident. And, and, and to me, you're, because, because who determines what constituency that you are qualified to vote in? You qualified to vote in a constituency based on your residence in that constituency. So if I'm residing in Brooklyn, New York, how can I go to, I'm registered in Cassibrus, how can I go down to Cassibrus and vote at, in Cassibrus election? I don't reside in Cassibrus. I'll have to go down to Cassibrus and live there for six months to meet the residency requirement before I can vote. And and I I I I don't know I I don't know what type of challenge I, I hear you say there's a court case that's coming up against some of this stuff. But to me, those are some of the things that I don't hear in the debate. That what is it that in other words, when somebody gets onto the list of electors, does that mean that they're on the list of electors for life? That that no, that no matter where they live and how long they live, they they on the electors for life and and people compare it to people compare it to the united states or the united states allow their residents who live overseas to vote but it is not the same thing elect constituencies are won in dominica by 100 votes by, by less than 100 what? votes so if you bring 50 people into cassibrus you can win the seat by 50 votes or 100 but, votes but, and and that is I... that is what makes it wrong to say that once you are a citizen, you sh you should be able to vote. I believe there should be a residency and clause attached to the citizenship to allow somebody to vote. But um, but but let me just um add to that um, Anthony, you you spoke about the United States people who are U.S. citizens um you know being able to vote if they if that they is the argument the race. That, that is the argument they, the race. Yeah, they vote via absentee ballot. Mm. That again, that is fair because you can vote for whomever you want. You can vote for whomever you want, and anybody can vote in that election. Anybody. So it gives, but, but, it, gives it a fair chance across the board when you have an opportunity to vote freely and fairly. The way it is done in Dominica, it is not that way. There we don't have that in our law. We don't have an absentee voting in our law. So the only people who get the opportunity to vote are the people who are who are brought in um, by the government, who they, they buy their tickets, they facilitate their tickets and, and the passage to come to Dominica to vote. And that is that is an un, that is very unfair. It's an unfair practice to to whichever the other um, um, competing parties are. And and and, so and, I, and I don't parties, without without cutting it, I don't think it should be a competition between the parties to see who has more money to bring people into vote. 
I, 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 I really think that that practice should just be should be stopped. Um, the, 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 the amendment as it is, and it's not an amendment. I, I, they, 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 they include this clause in the amendment of the law, but that clause is not an amendment. That clause is a clarification. It's, it says, for the avoidance of doubt. That's a clarification. For interpretation, I don't think the legislature has the authority to interpret law. Interpretation, interpretation of the law has to be done by the judiciary. So there's a lot, there's a lot of issues that's going on in that little thing right there that I just think that I hope, I know the opposition has lawyers and I'm not a lawyer, but I just, I just hope that um, the legal people can look at this thing and, and, just, and just challenge it in court. I know the court belongs to the government. I know that's a broad accusation, but the way things progress in the court, it seems like the, the, the government has an overdue, uh, over, overbearing um, influence on the court. But I, I, for one thing, they're trying to amend the law without putting it as an amend amendment to a law is where you change a phrase, you change words, you change meaning, you move things around. This is not doing that at all. This is this is a yeah. clarification that is clearly changing the intent of the law. So you're trying to amend the law with a clarification. For one thing, if you intend to uh, to amend that part of the law, you should write an amendment that says what you want to say. Nothing good. Like, you wanted to jump in. Yes, if I may add to um, what you and um, Adele just said, um, um, if we were to use the, um, we can't even use America, United States of America, no comparison. That, you know, as a, com as a comparison, yeah. because, and that is what they have been trying to use to justify the evil they perpetrate on the Dominicans, on the on Dominicans. They, um, I said, Americans vote every, anywhere they are. Yes, they vote by absentee ballot, that is one. But number two, Americans also pay the taxes anywhere they are. How many of them paid taxes to Dominica? How many of them did, um, 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 contributed anything towards Dominica's development? You live abroad, you have to, your taxes develop another country, and you just go home and elect the government and come back, and you, you said you are Dominican, you can vote anywhere, and, and what have you? What a constitution says. Persons are supposed to be living in the con in, in, in Dominica. Let's say the person's going home to work. You're supposed to be living in your in your resident area. One had an argument where it is said that they can't prove that if you just got in or if you were out for the past five years. You mean Dominica with a handful of people, you um you, and there can't be any proof that you were out of the country and you're now coming in just for the purpose of of voting? Is that what they want to justify to people that they don't know? They, they don't know. I, I mean this. This is just ridiculous, and this should never be allowed to pass, you know? And I, 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 I really applaud the people. My, my heart and soul, uh, you know, are with the people in, in Dominica who are taking out, who are demonstrating. Because Dominica has also, it also look, it, it looks like a police state now, where people can't even demonstrate their frustration. I mean, if the people don't even have a, 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 a venue, they don't have an outlet where they can where they can demonstrate their frustration, where they can talk to the government 
through um through um through the, uh, a demonstration that is legal, they have to be barred in every corner by the police with long guns and fatigued. I mean, what has Dominica um, um um become? Dominica to me looks like it is on the verge of becoming a dictatorship state. It is on the verge of becoming a one-party state. It is on the verge of becoming another Venezuela in the Caribbean. And Dominicans need to revolt against that law. Thank yeah. you. Okay, and um, so the the comparison of the of the system with with the United States, I think, is of no comparison. For one thing, we don't have a presidential election where anybody can vote for one person. So there is not a question of which constituency does someone belong to if they haven't lived in a particular voting district for 10 years that they still do they still belong to that constituency so our, 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 so i only raised it because that is the argument that i hear most often but i don't think it's a valid argument because it's a completely different type of electoral system we have a parliamentary system and the united states has a different system the the other the, the other area and, and and i'm looking at the clock the there's something else that got raised in parliament today that i wanted us to touch on a little bit um, and again, um, persons are circulating, and of course, you know, I'm talking about the citizen by investment program. Um, if there is, if there is one thing that disgusts me more about people going down for one day to vote is the citizen by investment program where they sell our citizenship. Um, the, the United States has a, has a, has an investment program where if you invest half a million dollars in a particular industry, that needs development in a particular area where employment is low, you get residency. You don't get citizenship. You get residency. And that's very different from what from what's happening in Dominica where I can just put a hundred thousand dollars on the table and I immediately have a passport. That's not what that's not what United States do. And I don't think com, com, trying to compare us to United States, I don't think we should. Nothing else happens in Dominica that looks like what happens in the United States. We build a bridge. Nothing. We build a bridge, and the best we do is put some lights on it. We drive on bridges in the United States, and we are amazed at the span and and the height over the water that it goes and whatnot. So nothing else we compare the United States with. Why do we insist on comparing them? With, with well, I think elections and so. So let's talk about the citizen by invest. I don't want to call it the citizen by investment program. Let's talk about the sale of Dominican passports. To, to whoever has enough money um, and the numbers that was revealed by the government in parliament today. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll just take it. Um, um, well, jumping out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, again, um, Massey made a, a point on, um, you know, a very important point uh, she, she, she did um, touch on, and that was um, the people at home who are standing up for, for good governance and justice. And um, again, in Dominica, there is no justice. And it's it, it, based on what we, we heard today, it's just a matter of time before uh, native Dominicans are outnumbered in Dominica. Um, you know, this whole citizenship by investment program is, I don't even know why they call it citizenship by investment, because to start off with, these people who get our passports, they don't, they, they never do an investment. Uh, let me just give the example. Range Development, who is developing that hotel in in in, in um the, in the cabrits. Right now, 
they came in they never put a dollar in i mean it, I, we don't want to use the united states as a benchmark but you sometimes still have to go back there and refer to that refer to the united states you 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 come in and you you get residency you have to invest money in the country these people are being given our passports to sell making the money and then they're investing the money in the country i normally call that a great old ponzi scheme because that's what happens they go to different countries they get to sell passports within the caribbean then they use that country's money to build whatever it is in another country and so on and so forth so maybe range development in Portsmouth will be completed because they just got a, a contract in St. Lucia. So once they start selling St. Lucia's passports, then they will they may finish the one in Dominica. But left to the Dominican passports that they're selling, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, so, you know, it, it, it is very questionable. But anyway, I just want to um, just let Dominicans know today, you know, for those who were not listening and those who did not catch it, that um, uh, the Honorable Lennox Linton, you know, who uh, so eloquently today asked the Prime Minister some questions and he was able to finally disclose, uh, you know, certain things that the country never knew but needed to know. Um, when he asked him about uh, an account in the Royal Bank of Canada that was closed, never really gave the reason why it was closed, but he did say that that account had $258 million. And th th that... $258 million accounted for, for for revenues that were brought in from passport sales. In July, $52 million. July of 2016. August of 2016, $72 million. September of 2016, $59 million. October of 2016, $55 million. November of 2016, $50 million. December, $30 million. In January of 2017, 26 million, February 19 million, and in March 31 million for a total of about $396 million. $396 million. That's within a what? A, a, a nine, six to nine month time frame. So, you know, um, it is just mind boggling that these revenues are coming in. And I think. Many people, the opposition, um, interest group, people on the ground, the people who are protesting, the people who are standing up, and I, I just say kudos to these people for their bravery. And I just really hope that more Dominicans step forward because, you know, this is very interesting because Tropical Storm Erica, Tropical Storm Erica happened almost two years ago. If those, if, if 396, which is about $400 million, were brought in, in a matter of pretty much close to a year so within two years we almost had a billion dollars in revenues in passport sales and you're telling me the best thing we can show for that is an, an 18 million dollar bridge that, that that was so controversial a few houses that they're building for supporters some cash handed out they're building the hospital which is a good thing but is it a hospital that's built with cbi funds only or is it a loan you know Yes, there, there, there. Of course, um, salaries to be paid. The government has a huge budget, and and they were just told by, you know, um, the, the the IMF just recommended to them that they should not be using those monies to pay salaries. They refused to give the um the 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 public servants a raise and the police officers. You know, Dominicans have to really think hard because all these things they are intertwined. The electoral laws. 
the CBI, the monies that are coming in, what happens when the money starts drying up? These are significant monies and we're not seeing it. We're not seeing the, the investments with those monies that are collected. Not one industry was started. There is a, a coffee factory in, in, in in, in Portsmouth that the Venezuelans gave us that could have re, that could have been studied DCP closed nothing we, we, we really cannot account for that we don't see the the, 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 the sustainable industries that that, that that are being formed with that money that are be, with those monies that are being collected so you know it, it, there's so many questions when it comes to governance in dominica there is so little transparency that is the first insight the very first insight we have gotten into what is really happening within the within the government when it comes to its finances and we don't even know how that money is really being spent we're here enough people getting how much money people getting cash but is that a way to to to, to manage a country it's it's very much very much mismanaged wow um Half, almost yes. half a billion dollars in a, in a in less than a year. Less than a year. Wow. Yes. If I may, if I may, my my take on that, um, you know, where is the government um, where is the government um, um, um report um financial report at the at the end of the I I don't know at at what point they presented, but where is the government's audit report, and who who is doing the checks and balances? The prime minister is the prime minister. He is still the he is still the minister of finance, and yet he comes with a with a with a with a little a piece of paper, like he's he's running a chandel murray with a piece of paper, and he's he's outlining how much money the, the CBI program brought into Dominica. But we're supposed to have a proper report, financial report, from the prime minister to know. How much money we got, and how much, and how much our expenditure was. Now, with so much money that came in, look at, look at. I, I, I want to bring, you know, the um, the, the Marigot Hospital. I want to talk on the Marigot Hospital because that's the area where I, I'm from. I'm from the community of Concord. I am from Marigot. Now, that Marigot Hospital, it is situated within the vicinity, ten minutes or less than 10 minutes from the, from the main airport in Dominica. Now, we have had um, um, disaster, one disaster at the Melvin Hall Airport a few years back. Um, when, uh, when that was when Cardinal crashed and the 11 people on board died, including the pilot died. Now, let us assume that you know, a, a disaster of that nature were to happen again. There is no hospital. There is nothing close by. No emergency facility close by. The only hospital that is in the area to service the Melbourne Hall Airport, it is shut down because of neglect of the government. That, ho that hospital is shut down because it sits in a blue zone. It sits in a blue community. And because the, uh, of where the hospital is located, the people of the Caribbean Reserve, the people of Concord, the people of Marigot, the people of Wesley, the people of Woodford Hill, the people of Caribishi, are left to suffer. This is a hospital that services the entire Northeast. And because of the myopicity and the wickedness of the government, they have allowed it to shut down. And, and you know, under the claims of what? 
We just heard today the amount of money the CBI program brought in. Why is it that a hospital was left, uh, was, was left to close? And why is it that we don't have a hospital to take care of the people on, 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 on the north? These are people who, who pay taxes as every other working class person in, in, in Dominica. And we have teachers, we have nurses, we have doctors, we have lawyers, we have all sorts of people coming from that area. And they are contributing towards the development of Dominica. You know, it is very uh, shameful and very sad to say that if my old parents, who are 90 years old, if my mom falls down in the bathroom and hits her head, she will die because for her to get to a hospital, they would have to take her all the way to Portsmouth to a hospital in this modern times. Look at how our country has regressed under the Labour Party. Look, another issue again. Look at the wickedness of, of, of Roosevelt's carrot and the Labour Party. The, um, the, the public works, um, the, um, the public works was, um, was, um, was, um, was, um, um, disbanded. They destroyed the public works. They, um, they, they, they sent the people home. It's more than two years. The people have not gotten any form of redundancy pay. These people worked for years. Some of them worked for 20 years and more. For years. They sent them to the homes without any form of redundancy pay. And these people are languishing with no pay, no redundancy pay. They have no jobs and no redundancy pay um, for, for the years that they have for, for breaching the contract. Now, what did he dismantle and public works do? Is it to privatize public works? Because we, we, we saw him um, I'm doing a, a, a movie stint, taking pictures, doing a movie stint, you know, and fixing and fixing rules. That is the work of the public works. When you disband the public works, of course you have to, you, you have to go to do the, do the work of the public works because that's why you, you, you disbanded the public works. No, that is not right. You cannot govern a country where on, on, on a, on a on a handout budget, on a campus and budget. I mean, you know, that is what you're offering to, um, to, to young people. Is that how you're going to empower our young people in Dominica to depend on, 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 on from your hands, to speak from your hands? What happened to the days when, when our parents our parents raised um, nine children. Some, some, some people had 15 children. Some had 13 children. Our parents knew what the dignity of work, to go out to work, to take care of their children and, and raise their children and send their children to secondary school. And the children did well. The prestige, the dignity of our parents were, were not broken because they could work to send their children to school. Right now, men become little boys on the carrot because carrot has to give their um carrot has to give their wives the little pittance the little handouts or they have to go down to the to the um to the to the financial center make lines at the financial center they have brought the financial center like a, like a fish market why is it that they have to go receive handouts from Skerritt's hand? Why is it this is not done with the welfare department? Why does he have to even see their faces to, to, um, to, um, um, for them to get welfare? I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with our social programs. But why do you, why do you have to hand it from your hand like you're, 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 you're doing like it's some act of benevolence? You maliciously keep the people poor, keep the people poor and feed them on handouts. At some act of benevolence for you, for their loyalty, so and you become a, a Jesus 
because you feed them and they can buy the hands that feed them and and in in, in so doing you um, you are now trying to to place yourself like a dictator in Dominica you know by by breaking the law and legitimizing that nonsense that that and corruption and and corruption and, and 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 bribery and treating for you to stay in office and to hand over Dominica your office to Dimitri. I mean that is not going to work and that will never work in our system in Dominica. All right. So so Adelaide, um, we got a report on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten months from from the CBI. Mm-hmm. Do you know if there is a record from the previous years? I mean, is the program audited at all, and the and, and the books um, available for public viewing so we can know what happened in the previous years? It is interesting that you ask that question because I remember we um about two years ago we at Dominica we done a, a protest at the UN and we came under a lot of fire from a lot of Dominicans for what we done. But what, what we were asking for, what we were adamantly asking for at the time, we were maybe ahead of ourselves, was transparency and accountability. These were the two things that we asked for over and over. Where is the transparency? Who are the people with our passports? And who are the diplomats? We don't even want to get into the diplomats because we know we've got that is another whole show by itself. And, you know, I mean, again, they're all intertwined, but... I know that um, the, the opposition had been asking the government to present certain things, even today in Parliament, when again uh, the opposition leader asked um, Francine Baron that very same question about Montferred, who um, was of course hiding out in Dominica for over six months. She pretty much insulted Dominicans with a, with an answer, talking about you asked a general statement and um, question. No, he did not ask a general question. If Monfred, if they found out that Monfred was in problems and they claimed, they claim, and I use the word claim, to have revoked his passport in January of 2016. In October of 2016, when the House met and the opposition leader specifically, you know, they want to get all, you know, crazy with the little semantics you know well you didn't you were not specific and you were general but the bottom line is they knew that monfred was in already in a lot of hot water she never she, she essentially told the, the the opposition leader and dominicans dominicans because he was asking on our behalf it's none of your business which is something that the prime minister constantly tells people and today she she repeated it again she repeated it again. I mean, these people continue to insult Dominicans' intelligence, um, Anthony. And I, I know that they've been asking for the names of the... They say that it, it's, it's gazetted, the names of the people who, whom the passports are sold to. But again, that is something that is not even made transparent. Where you could come today and when um, the Honorable uh, you know, Lennox Clinton asked the Prime Minister about that very account, he was able to bring forth all this information and i i don't know whether dominicans are really listening to that but that is really 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 some damning information because those figures tell a lot of things if you notice anthony one of the things that i want to bring to dominicans attention is the fact that in july of 2016 he reported revenues of 52 million dollars however in february of 2017 it was down to 19 million 
Now, I don't know the reason, and there was a, it started declining, and then it kind of went back up in March to 31 million. But from 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 December, it went down to 30, then 26, then 19. Then in March, it went back up to 31. I don't know what the figures look like now, but that was around the time that the whole Montferrer and and the bank were getting very feeling uneasy, and there was this whole idea, whole issue of you know money money laundered and and you know they were asking for for more due diligence with the people that they were selling the passports or that so passports to so that might have reduced the monies now i just want dominicans to pay attention to this banana was king in dominica for many many years banana made dominicans a very independent people bananas ultimately died and our economy crashed. We, as bad as passport sales are, as bad as it is, the reality is the monies are coming in. And I will, I am appealing to the prime minister. I am appealing tonight as a Dominican. Sir, invest that money in sustainable industries because the day is going to come when passports monies will start diminishing for many reasons competition access to countries if if the schengen just decides to pull that access that dominica gets to all these different european countries dominica passport is no longer that enticing to people so this is not something that we can hold on to and say dominica has something that's going to sustain it for a very long time we don't know when this thing is going to crash and if it crashes, there is nothing that we can divest into. What are we going to do? And that is why people keep saying, and I keep saying, and, and many people, and everybody keeps saying, every concerned Dominica, people who are standing up today, they are afraid that one day we will become like Venezuela. Venezuela had oil. Venezuela's oil crashed. And look at Venezuela today. Labor rights. Labor rights. Labor rights. We see Dominica in colors. But as a Dominican, color doesn't exist. Labor rights tonight, I am telling you, the day will come when scary, the, the prime minister won't be able to hand you anything because there won't be much to hand. And you all will be the very ones who will go looking for him and stand up and say you have to go. And he will fight you because he will have his own army fighting you the same way Maduro is fighting his people, the very same supporters who are fighting Maduro, were the people who supported him, you know, the people who are fighting him today. Things happen. Ask your government, plead to your government to invest that money into sustainable industries. And that nonsense about that law that they want to change, to bring people in to vote on all, to put him, to leave him there, to squeeze all you. Join the people who are standing up. My goodness, join them. Join them. I commend these proud patriots on the ground who stand up and who speak out every day. Let me tell you, Anthony, I am, you know, from the town of Portsmouth. You know, Portsmouth is 99%, uh, maybe 90% a labor zone. I have lost a lot of friends and family members for my speaking out, but I will continue to speak out. Because I believe in truth and justice, and justice needs to come to Dominica. This, what is happening, is wrong. It is wrong, it is wrong. And Dominicans need to stand up, stand up and claim their country back. Because if we don't do it now, the day we will want to do it, it will be too late. All right. So we are 
approaching the end. I've, I've, we've, we've gotten up some minutes from the producer. Um, going forward, I, I mean, what I would like to do, I, I am trying to see if I can get a couple um, persons who are lawyers, who are legally trained, um, who will understand what what is involved better than me, since I'm not a lawyer, to come on and to to sort of help us flesh out what is possible. I am thinking that a lot of these amendments can be challenged in court. I, I just from my from from my own layman looking at it, it looks like it's not it's not constitutional. It's not it cannot be applied practically. Um, and the same thing for the CBI, and I mean the CBI, same thing for the passport sale program. Um, how would we go about forcing the hand of the government to give a true and accurate accounting of, of the sale of passports for the last the government? This government has been in power for, this is the, well, going, coming up in 20 years, right? So, so for the last 12 years, last 15 years, I don't know. How can we get it's them? Seventeen years. Yeah, how can we get them to account for for the last ten years of passport sales? How much revenue was generated? Where was this money spent? Who were the agents? What was the commission that the agents got on our behalf? You know, and all of that. And how can we go about approaching that in a very systematic and and approaching it from the courts to to support the protests that the people are having in the streets. We need that that game in the courts to, to just to get just to get answers. Um, because transparency, I heard I heard um, President Obama said one time, um, sunlight is the best antiseptic, he said. Yeah, sunlight is the best antiseptic. Open things out, spread it open, show what you have, and let everybody see. And because you know you have to give account for stuff, it forces you to be accountable and to be honest. Anything that is that has to be hidden and somebody coming for a piece of paper that they cover under another piece of paper and they lift it up and they tell you one number and they look again, they tell you another. You're going to be suspicious as to, you. I hear what you're telling me, what is it that you're not telling me? So I'm going to try to see if I can reach out to a couple of attorneys who can come and, and and take it up from where you you ladies have taken it far. You you've done an excellent job in explaining what is what the issues are, and what the concerns are, or what the historical um, activities that have taken place. And let's see how we can move it forward. Um, I'm going to get let you guys have have the final word, Maslin from from the defense for Dominicans for defense of democracy. Um, I don't know if you have anything specific that you have planned or, or you are you planning to organize. Um, but let me give you the last word. Tell people how they can how they can follow the work of your organization and and how they can jump in and participate. Are we are we organizing anything on this end of the on this side of the, of the ocean so we can can support our sisters back down or sisters and brothers back home? Maslin, jump in and, and tell us about. Um, your final words, but in there, tell us about your organization, if you have any plans, and what, what we can do going forward. Okay, thank you. Um, um, my final word to, um, to, my, uh, to my Dominican people and my uh, the, the Esperanza here 
in, in the United States of America and wherever you are. My final word to you is that democracy and patriotism do not have zone and color. So I'm asking all Dominicans, regardless of who your party affiliation is to, to support the defense for democracy move. When I say the, um, the defense for democracy, I am not talking about um, or, or a particular group. I'm talking about defending your democracy on the ground because uh, this law is to take away Dominicans' democracy. So I'm asking all Dominicans, regardless of who you support, to do not allow this law to take effect in Dominica. And um, we, have, uh, we are represented on the ground in Dominica by Jason Fountain from Lapland. He is do he's doing an excellent job in terms of um, representing, in terms of mobilizing. We are also very involved with the assistance to the uh, movement on the ground in Dominica, where we assist um, financially and, um, because they are on the ground. They are the foot soldiers on the ground. And we have to support them in one way or the other. If we can send them donations to keep the movement going, then I am urging all Dominicans in the, in the diaspora to support our patriots on the ground in Dominica by making a donation to these people. And um, they can contact me through the Dominicans for Defense of Democracy group, and I will give them some more information. At this time, we have a, a, a Facebook set up. And our Facebook is Dominica Dominica, 3D Dominica Dominica. And um, we also have um, our website as well. So I'm urging um, so Dominicans to go the, there the and support. Name, give us the page name and the website, the, the, the actual website. Okay, the actual website is, is uh, dominicansforthefense.org. Okay. And um, they can go in there and see what we are offering. Okay see what we are all about mm -hmm. so and um, one of the things I have my final thing is that we are never going to get the um, the truth out of the government um, back home so it's all fight that we know it's a it's a battle we have to battle this fight we have to stick together we have to be unanimous in our message we it has to be a collective message it has to be a message of unity at this time we need a strong message and the message of unity going forward, because we can only we can only merge to uh, to, 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 to a successful end if we stick together, if we unite. I'm asking all Dominicans, regardless of your color, regardless of who you love, regardless of what your patriotism is to your country, your allegiance is to your uh, is to the flag of Dominica. That's what our ancestors shed their blood, their tears the sweat for, to fight for white equivalence so that we can have a place called home. Do not allow citizens by investment to take away our birthright from us. We see the citizens, we see the money, but we don't see the investment. Do not allow these people to take away our birthright. Let us stand up and fight for our country because this is our country and Dominica belongs to all Dominicans. And may God bless our movement, may God bless our struggles, and may God bless our people of Dominica and the country. All right. Thank uh, you. Thanks, um, Maslin. Adelaide, um, 
final words and tell us and tell us about the, your your organization and if there's anything coming sure. up that you're planning. Okay. Um. Well, final words. Um. You know, you asked a very pertinent question a while ago, and you said, "Well, how are we going to get the information as to you know what are the revenue generated by the CBI?" And um, the only way anything will ever get answered in Dominica is through the people and by the people and for the people, and that's. That's what we have to protect, our democracy. And Dominicans have to realize that the power, they have the power, not the government. They have the power. But they can only realize that power when they come together, you know, come together, come out in massive groups and request it. You know, I know that it, it sometimes it seems, it seems very frustrating and very, you know, sad. And people sometimes, you know, a lot of those parents, we, we try and then, you know, many of us, sometimes you get so frustrated, you just want to give up. But you know, this, this is not something that's going to happen overnight. I think, um, people are asking where are all the people today? What happened to them? Um, I can't answer that question. All I can say is I think Dominicans are of the impression that if it doesn't affect, if it, if I, if I'm not involved in it, it, it doesn't affect me. Um, I get my salary every month. It's paid. So why should I stand up? Maybe later they'll realize why they should have stand up. And I pray that it won't be too late. But Dominicans must realize that if we come together as one people and we stand up in, uni in unity, then we can get a lot done. The government will listen to us. But when we continue to be divided and we think, oh, well, it's not affecting us because we're not one of them, one of those that ask for accountability or one of those that ask for transparency, then, you know, hey, let them fight their battle. It, it will not affect us. So we are Dominica, we're still we are still here. Our website is www.weadominica.com. Um many times when there are uh, drives on the ground, we ask individuals to get involved. We do have a PayPal account that um sometimes we you know we will advertise. Um we've also worked, like I said in the past, we've also worked with um Dominicans in the defense of democracy um to to raise funds. Um, currently, we don't have anything uh, set in terms of any event coming up on our agenda, but as soon as we do, we'll let everybody know. Um, we continue to, you know, try to empower and um, just spread the word and keep the message out and, and educate people on, 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 on good governance through transparency and accountability. It was a pleasure being on your show tonight, Anthony. I just want to tell Dominicans that I love you from the bottom of my heart. I love this country. Everything that I do, it's because of my love for country. And every one of us who does that, we have the same passion for Dominica. It's for love of country. I want to tell every Dominican that, you know, in order for us to see results, we have to unite as one people and um, not fight each other, but fight the system, the system that was created by Roosevelt Spirit. Um, I just want to say we continue to support you and uh, thank you so much for you know tuning in tonight and have a wonderful evening and may God continue to bless you. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. I think this was um, excellent. I think you you guys did uh, an excellent job in explaining what your concerns, what the concerns are, what what the dangers are, the potential pitfalls and what we should be doing about it. So as I said, I'm going to try to see if I can get a couple of legal people on for next week to, to tell us from a, from a legal standpoint what options there may be 
and and help us to interpret what we what we what we're looking at. So thank you again, uh, Marcelin Edwards from Dominicans for the Defense of Democracy, and Adelaide Paul from uh, the We Are Dominica group. Check them out online on Facebook and support them. And ladies, I want to say thank you so much for for an excellent discussion. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right, Dominic. All right, listeners. There we have it. Another thought-provoking and stimulating conversation. Tonight I was joined by two ladies, two powerful stalwarts. Um, when I, if, if you're on Facebook at all, you see their post. And of course, we knew what we were going to expect. They, they don't hold back and, and they're very passionate and um, according to them, they're driven by their love of country. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. I, I have the distinct honor and pleasure to share these wonderful conversations with you. I get to speak with people that I would normally speak with, so that is a blessing. I will see you next week, Wednesday. Have a great weekend. Monday is Memorial Day. Sign something that you have in your memory that you can celebrate. Um, I'm a pacifist, so I don't really celebrate war. Um, so it's not one of those things I'm going to be celebrating in terms of memory of war. But um, find something in your in your own life that you that you would like to celebrate, and have a great holiday weekend. We'll see you on Wednesday. In the meantime, um, Dominica, you know, let's do our protest as we see it fit. Let's hope um, the powers that be listen, and let's see what kind of results we can get. Hopefully, it remains peaceful. Everybody exercise good restraint and patience, and um, as we move forward. Um, there's an incident that happened in Parliament. I don't know if you guys heard about it. Well, it didn't happen right in Parliament. As they broke for lunch, one of the parliamentarians um, I understood was, well, he said brandishing. I don't know if he was brandishing his gun, but he showed his gun and said that he, you know, I don't know, whatever was said. But, you know, hopefully this doesn't escalate. Hopefully the Speaker of the House can exercise um, her privilege, her responsibility, and if that is true, get to the bottom of it and, and, and take decisive action that will not allow such behavior. So, see you next week, Wednesday. As I said, have a great weekend. And we will do this again next week, Wednesday, for another installment of This Week in Interview. My um, engineer and producer, Sam, thanks again for keeping us, keeping our mics live. And for you, my listeners, I always, always appreciate the fact that you Take time in your busy schedule to join me on a Wednesday night, 8 p.m. See you next week, Wednesday. 